by far one of my favorite scores, one of my favorite themes from uh, the Godzilla franchise. It's the soundtrack from the 1984 Return of Godzilla. So cool. So fucking cool. Hi, you are listening to In Love With The Process, and this is our late on Thursday, probably Friday, catch-up episode of the show. And uh, if you uh, haven't been able to tell uh, by my opening theme, today is uh, a fun day. It's an exciting day for me because it's one of my favorite characters in cinema. of the most iconic themes ever and uh yeah i'm excited because i got to go see last night an early screening of godzilla minus one and this is how i felt when i watched it so yeah dude (laughs) i got to see godzilla minus one and uh it is awesome it is awesome now look i know you know me you've been listening to the show long enough you know who i am you know that i grew up on godzilla movies it was uh one of the first real big bonding experiences that i had with my dad who's probably listening to this episode hi dad um we would sit i was a little kid and we would sit on saturday mornings or saturday afternoons and watch in boston the creature feature uh on uh Channel 56, I think is what it was. And there I was where I was introduced to Godzilla. And most of the the first movies that I saw as a kid were the kind of uh, the kind of goofy stuff from the 60s, you know, like Godzilla versus Megalon. Really fun movie, really weird. Um, and then, you know, got into Godzilla versus Mothra and all that stuff from that time period, which was fun. As a kid, it was fun stuff. But I was always enthralled by uh, this giant lizard that, uh, seemed to either be super scary or super goofy. It was like a a mix of the two, but no matter what the music and the score, uh, sticks with you. I mean, it's other than James Bond, I feel like it's the, the only movie franchise that, uh, is completely dependent upon the score, completely dependent upon the score, which I wish, the uh, legendary Godzilla stuff would sort of take note of. Um, but I don't know all the details, but I kind of feel like they're not allowed to use the score. There's a licensing thing. But um, yeah, okay. So anyway, you're rambling, dude. Went and saw Godzilla Minus One last night. Uh, went to a Dolby screening of it. And I know that there are a lot of options out there right now, especially if you're in Los Angeles. There are a lot of options out there for uh, screens, right? You have IMAX. You've got Dolby, you've got Standard, uh, you've got 4D, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I highly suggest, no matter what, this this movie wasn't shot for IMAX. So IMAX is cool, but I've, there's a bunch of IMAX theaters out here, like uh, the TLC, like the Chinese theater, uh, that have shitty sound. This movie is dependent upon great fucking sound. Godzilla Minus One is dependent upon it. 
Um, because for the first time since probably the 1954 original, uh, this movie is a horror movie. Like it is the same way Jaws is a horror movie. This movie is a horror film. Um, and I, I fucking recommend that you go see it in a Dolby cinema. We went to the new Dolby theater over here in Glendale and holy shit, holy shit. It's amazing. This one's really great. And then the one in Burbank is really great. Um, but they have like rumble packs in the seats. So if there was a movie where you want to have rumble packs in the seats, it's a Godzilla movie. Just when he's slowly marching towards you and all of the seats are shaking, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I, you know, I, this movie releases this weekend. Um, a lot of the theaters here are sold out. Go see it. Go see it because this will, if you're not a Godzilla fan or if you've been sort of wishy-washy about the Godzilla stuff or if you think that the only Godzilla that exists is uh, the legendary Godzilla, go see Godzilla minus one. If you went and saw Shin Godzilla, which was the last time that Toho Studios, which is the original production company and studio from Japan that made the Godzilla movies, last time they made a film, they made Shin Godzilla, which was weird. I mean, it was cool. It was an interesting sort of take on how Japan sort of processes uh, disasters, right? And I think it was a big take on how they were dealing with the tsunamis of that time period. Um, so that's interesting, but it was just fucking weird, right? The design of the, the Godzilla was strange and the transformation of him was strange. Um, and there's this whole thing that runs rampant in a lot of the more modern retellings of Godzilla, where it's like, they don't show an, enough of Godzilla. And when they do show Godzilla, they're not really giving him real cool character traits. You're not looking at anything other than like a slow pan up. And then people looking at him going, oh, fuck. And then it just sort of pans up and he roars. That's pretty much what most folks do. Um, they do stuff differently in this new one. I will say this. There hasn't been a more evil Godzilla than in Godzilla minus one. There hasn't been a more scary Godzilla than in Godzilla minus one. Um, there hasn't been, dare I say, there hasn't been a better cast cast of actors in a Godzilla movie than there is in Godzilla minus one. Cause what normally happens, you go to see a Godzilla film. And I think in the past, special effects were so expensive that they were like, well, we can only have Godzilla in a couple different scenes. The good news was back in the day when he wore a suit is they would have him in as many as they could because they built these sets and these miniatures but, you know, a guy in a suit can only do so much after a while, right? The suits weren't that pliable, so he can't move quickly. He can't do anything other than, like, go and, like, punch somebody, you know? And the mouths weren't biting. It wasn't any of that stuff. And as we sort of progressed into the CG territory and we progressed into the first Godzilla here from Legendary, which Gareth Edwards directed, which you guys know how much I like Gareth and how much I like his stuff. Uh, if you guys uh, missed it, make sure that you see the creator, which Gareth had, which directed. Um, but uh, even in that movie, it was just like there were, it was like every, like the U.S. has this problem where they feel like big monster movies need to feel like found footage films to a certain extent, 
where, you know, it's more played on the people on the streets and then the camera pans up and we see these two things come at each other and we're like, yes, we're about to see something really great. And then the camera comes down. They, they really sort of worked on that with uh, the sequel and then, you know, Godzilla Kong, they did some good fights and the good sequence stuff. But every time they cut to the actors, every time they cut to the talent, the storylines are goofy as fuck. And the, even if they have great actors in those bits, the the scenes are just made for, like, they're fucking rated G, right? So there's no substance to it. Oh, I need to shut down this computer. Cool. How about I pour some whiskey on it? You know, like, it's just shit like that, that you're like, God, just just get past this. And you know that that's the case when you later go home and watch it and it's on a streaming service and you just fast forward to all the monster fights or you tune into YouTube just to see a collection of the fucking monster fights. Even then you're, you're watching them going like, man, I wish there was a bit more character in these creatures and how they did stuff. I wish there was a bit more gravity in how these creatures do stuff. And it's just starting to feel like those CG, you know, uh, superheroes that are just bouncing off each other. I wish there was some gravity to it. And I hate to say it this way, but especially when you're dealing with a monster, but gravity requires you to be a bit mean. It requires you to be a bit mean. And there needs to be, if you're going to have people in scenes, there needs to be a clear danger and repercussions to the danger. You have to be able to see what happens for you to care. If someone is going to be in a nuclear blast, it isn't just about seeing the explosion. It's about seeing the aftermath and how it feels. And it, it adds gravity to it. And I think Hollywood is often allergic to that because they feel like it gets too serious. It gets too scary. And these movies are supposed to be for kids, <laughs> right? That just seems like every franchise that we grew up with has been filtered through sort of this, this, these kid lenses. Um, but they don't do that with Godzilla Minus One. Toho Studios has reinvigorated this series the way that it needed to be done. Like, I dare say that this movie is as good, if not better, than the original. And I know that's a controversial statement because a lot of folks are diehards. And I, dude, I my favorite movie prior to this was Godzilla 1985. And now I have to question whether or not that's just nostalgia that's making it feel that way for me. I think Godzilla Minus One is a better film. I think it's a better film overall. I think the storyline, the plot line is really good. And there's so much that I want to talk about, but I don't want to ruin anything for you guys because you haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, when you do see it, send me a message on Instagram. I'll do some posts on Instagram. Send me some messages. Let me know what you thought of the acting because it's great in the characters. And I think I talked about it when I did another prior Godzilla episode. Maybe not, but I've always wanted to direct one. And I've had dreams since I was a kid of a Godzilla that my idea for one was that there was a group that were trapped in a demolished city and Godzilla was just rummaging through buildings and looking for people to eat. And that was my movie was it was just going to be him tearing through foundations and people trying to hide, trying to get away from this giant creature that was just like an anteater, just literally pulling people out and chewing on them. And that's what it was doing. Like any sort of critter that you would have, you know? Um, and I loved that. And this movie, <laughs> this movie does a lot of things in it that when I watched it, I went, man, that's how I would have done it. Ah, fuck, that's super cool. And that's really cool. And that feels like something I would have done. 
And uh, it's, it's fucking cool, man. And Jean even said it when we were in the theater. She's like, this is like a movie that you would do. And I go, I know. <laughs> and I'm not upset about it. I know. It's fucking great that it exists. Um, it's cool. It's a period piece, which is super cool. Uh, it tackles an interesting take on post-war Japan, post-World War II Japan, and a lot of the issues that uh, the culture had with tradition, a lot of the issues the culture had with uh, kamikaze pilots. All sorts of cool shit. Cool shit is in this movie. And then uh, the design of Godzilla is on point. Uh, if They built off of everybody's favorite design, which was uh, Godzilla from like Return of Godzilla in the 80s films. Um, they built off of that, which is super awesome. Um, but it, he moves cool. He moves really cool. He's super fast. There's a lot of really cool little fun upgrades on him as a character. Um, and he's just mean. He's mean in this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch the trailer for Godzilla Minus One right now. And, and you'll see some of the bits in the trailer that look fucking rad. And what I found fascinating when I first watched the trailer was I was so cued into some of the characters and i was like well that guy's hair is fucking awesome he's totally like a scientist that's really cool and that's cool that's cool so oh, i can't say enough things and i'm trying not to gush too hard about it because i don't want to set your expectations too high and i feel like i've already failed at that mission right now um go into it go into it wanting to have a good time i keep saying go see it in a dolby theater or whatever theater you have locally that has the best audio the best sound right? Big screen's great. Sound, 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 sound. Go see it in a sound space and uh, just give yourself in to it. It's so fucking cool, man. It's so fucking cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of it. And what's crazy, what's crazy about it, and I don't understand how this works. So Godzilla that was made by Legendary, that movie, the first one, so that was in 2019, Godzilla King of the Monsters. The production budget supposedly for that was $170 million to make that film, right? Uh, that movie then went on to make a worldwide box office of $383 million. So it was very successful. Crazy kind of money on that shit. But it cost $170 million to make that film. The new Godzilla minus one movie cost fifteen million. <laughs> fifteen million dollars. And it's awesome. It looks like a big ass budget movie. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Now the director, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably butcher this, so bear with me, but it's Takashi uh Yamazaki, I think. Takashi Yamazaki. Um he's known as He's worked in the special effects department. He leads a lot of special effects stuff. He's done a bunch of interesting sort of dramatic movies. He also did some, it looks like he did one called the, the fighter pilot, the eternal zero 2013 trailer. Okay. So it makes sense why he directed this film and he crushes it. He crushes it. I saw a clip with him and Gareth Edwards and, and Gareth Edwards was, was saying how jealous he was of this movie and how this is what a real Godzilla movie is supposed to be. Um, and Gareth even said the same thing I'm saying, which is like, I, I think this is the best of the whole, the whole franchise, which is nuts. It's like 30 something films in this franchise. Um, 
So yeah, dude, 15 million. I think it's already just made in Japan, like 20 million, 25 million. So it's now starting to get a wider release. So it's going to be successful, which is phenomenal, uh, which I hope that means that they'll do a sequel to this um, because I really love, love the world building that they've done here. I love the characters. I love the tone. I love the voice. And here's the thing. This movie feels like it has a singular voice. It feels like there is a director. Gina said this best. It felt like this director always wanted to make a Godzilla movie and he had the chance to make one and he did it great. And, uh, you know, I was looking at this clip by Rick Rubin. I've been reading his book and he had a clip on Instagram the other day. And he goes, when you're an artist and you're making art, art is like a journal entry. That's what you're doing. You're writing something down in a journal. You don't care what the world thinks about your journal entry. It's not for them. It's for you. That's what you're doing. And it's honest and it's true. And he goes, that's what true art is. It's like a journal entry for the artist. And that's what this movie feels like. He's like, if it's not that, it's something different. That's commerce. When people are trying to make something that they think everybody would like, that's commerce. And I think that's the big difference between Hollywood and Japan when it comes to making Godzilla movies. Now, I'm not saying that the filmmakers that have worked on the Godzilla movies in the US don't love Godzilla, don't love this stuff, because there's a lot of really great details in those movies. But I think the overall, the overall for it is that it's about commerce. It's about spending 170 million and making 350 million. 350 million. You can't argue with the beast that makes that kind of money, man. It's crazy. They could make a $15 million Godzilla movie, just like Japan does. It exists here. I mean, we've seen the skills. I, I, I dare say Gareth could have made a $15 million Godzilla movie. I dare say he could have done that after seeing what he did with the creator. So um, anyway... If you're trying to go see a movie this weekend, right? I know Aquaman 2 is kicking around. Go see Godzilla Minus One. Go see it. If it's not playing local to you, um, definitely uh, find a way to go see it. Let me see. Hold on a second. Last thing we'll do here, because I got to run to a meeting today. I'm going to hang out with my buddy, Zach. Uh, let's see. Godzilla Minus One. So today here in Los Angeles... Let me give you guys some hits here. Uh, it's playing at the AMC Americana brand. This is the theater that we went and saw it at. Uh, it's playing all afternoon. Let's see if anything sold out. Um, if you're here in Los Angeles, go to see it there. There are still seats available. This is the five o'clock show. There's uh, shows all day there. AMC Burbank, which is also a Dolby theater. Go see it in AMC Burbank. Um, they have it at the TLC Chinese Theater. They have it at D-Box. Whatever, what is their D-Box screening room? Interesting. Um, go see it. Go see it. And fall in love with a creature that I've always loved. And see him in the way that I, <laughs> I always wanted to see him. You know what I mean? Um, that's it. I just want to jump on here real quick and check in with everybody. I got to head out. I'm going to jump in the shower. I got to go to, I have two meetings today. I got to go hang out with and I'm excited about them. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for supporting the show as always. And I'm going to leave you 
uh, with a track that um, I'll probably get in trouble for later on. But uh, I fucking love this song. Gina introduced it to me. It's by Tame Impala, and everybody knows who Tame Impala is. Great band. I'd love to get them on the show. So if anybody from Tame Impala is listening, um, I would love to have you on the show. I would love to have you on the show. Man, that cue was totally wrong. (laughs) I would love to have you on the show. Um, But uh, this is a Tame Impala remix of a Crowded House song that I think is genius. The Crowded House song originally is called To the Island, um, and uh, they completely reinvent this song. And I think it's a great track knowing that uh, we're celebrating Godzilla and Monster Island and all that kind of stuff. I'm a fucking nerd. I'm blushing at how nerdy I am with that shit. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the track and go see Godzilla minus one. I can't say enough. I can't say it enough times. Go see it. I think it's my favorite movie of the year. It really is. Thanks, everyone. beyond us it's too enormous but all the island is just right let me With a smile for my weakness I'm bittersweet, but you care about me You found me lost in the chaos and confusion You said it's possible that we can be free You picked me up with the promise of love My name's on the door at the island of Rio You have a way of being gentle and tough in every sense, I think you know how I feel You take my hand and let me see The world is beyond us It's truly enormous But all the island is just like Let me move Come to the Confusion. You said it's possible that we can be free. And now I'm the leader of the 